Good afternoon. What's going on, man? Hey, man. Super stoked to be here. I'm stoked, man. Welcome to the Biz Bros Podcast. My name's Kyle Nelson. Got my wonderful co-host here, good friend, business partner, and the guy that likes to follow me around, Mr. Eli Libby. Wow. All right. That's good. That's good. That's good. And uh, like everyone knows, uh, we're storytellers ourselves. Oh, yeah. We have a video production and product photography company. And today we have another storyteller on our podcast, which we're super stoked yes. on. He's got an awesome company, awesome uh, podcast, works with some awesome brands, lives in a really awesome place. I'm oh, saying yeah. awesome a lot. I don't know why. But um, we have uh, an awesome, awesome guest, Mark Gutman. From the moment we wake up to the moment we go to bed, we are influenced by branding. What shirt are you wearing? What car am I going to drive? What deodorant? Uh, all that good stuff. Marketing firm, beer, on and on. There's a lot of noise out there and standing out isn't easy. Starting... Mark's career in screenwriting with Academy Award-winning director Oliver Stone. Mark Gutman blends storytelling, psychology, and design to help brands outmaneuver their competition. He's an entrepreneur, speaker, Instagram, social media influencer. Mark simply helps build brands that stand out and get you noticed. Mark, welcome, welcome to, the to the show, man. Stoked yeah. to have you. I, I really don't know what to say. I guess awesome. <laughs> right? Like, like awesome to be here. I too am stoked. Like you could read me that introduction all day long. I love it. Thank you very much. That's all the good stuff, not all the real stuff, but yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right on, man. What does your hat say? I can't quite read. My it. hat says be brilliant. Oh, look at the branding there. Be brilliant with Sweet. a big period. I yeah. Well, you know, a little story behind that. I have a, a young daughter. Her name's Ruby and uh, I always drop her off at school. And one day, I don't know why, I told her to be brilliant. She turned around and she said, no, dad, you be brilliant. Oh. And from that day on, it's become sort of our our rallying cry. It's become our brand. I put it on my Apple Pencil. I've got it on things. But oh, what that really cool. is, is just a reminder to show up and be you, right? Like like yeah. lean into what's, what's good about you. It doesn't mean like show up and get all A's or right. always win every battle, but like really right. kind of show up each day and, 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 and shine with what makes you special. And that's really what I love about brands as well. Wow. What would your tagline be? Like if it was, on, it was on a hat. Yeah. Um, curious. Uh, so why do you get, uh, uh, inspire to aspire. Ooh, nice. Like I don't know. I Probably. think the better question is, is what do you think his tagline would be? Oh, oh man. That's a good one. That's uh <laughs> podcast appropriate. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Let's check that one real quick. Uh, um, I think I, I really do think it would be kind of be yourself. Yeah. I think for you, yeah, try to it would be kind of be yourself because you, you are you're a man of just be yourself. Yeah, man. I, I stand for what I believe in. Mm -hmm. I make sure that's 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 known. What about you, Eli? Since we're going there, <laughs> mine uh, would. Well, what would you well, think well, mine would be? Because okay. I think, I think mine you, would be, you you're, yeah. you're 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 either it's either going to be something like live life to the fullest mm -hmm. or like 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 don't be afraid to take the next something like that exactly like very motivating and outdoorsy yep. and adventure and all that crap yep yep i love anyways i would have said something like that <laughs> well, we got a guest here waiting yeah uh, I know. I know so the interview topic today is the dirty content secret no one is telling you and a big hint you have to pay to play but before we dive into that mark yes. can you tell us a little bit on how you got to wild story mm. maybe your story a little bit and um how you got to where you are today yeah, I mean, I'll make it as quick as possible, but uh, I didn't grow up in this cool outdoorsy place. That's probably why I take it so uh, not yep. for granted. I appreciate it so much. My kids take it for granted, but I appreciate it. Uh, you know, I grew up in Detroit, so okay. uh, and, and I like to say it was always pretty good, pretty good place to grow up, but nothing really ever happened there. So my whole 
sort of contextual understanding of the world came from movies, from TV, and dare I say, print media. I I was a big skateboarder and I used to love to read Thrasher magazine. And and of course, what do the movies tell you? What does Thrasher magazine tell you? The California is the coolest place in the entire whole world. California. Oh, yeah. Right. Yep. Everything happens in California. So I left uh, college and I went to California because that's where everything happens. Yep. And I got to Venice and I was like, I am so excited to live in Venice where all these cool skateboarders uh, live. And I was scared to death. It was horrible. It was it was terrifying. <laughs> and uh, But I lived in Venice because that's what, that's what I had to do. And I was literally scared yep. when the sun went down. That was before it got really cool. And uh, I just got in the middle of the movie business. You know, I was some kid from Detroit. I didn't have a bunch of connections. And my first job, I was driving. And I, I, so you guys are, you guys make, you know, videos and film. And yeah. I was a super film nerd. And so my first job, I, I go and I'm, I'm calling everybody and I show up in the valley at Van Nuys. I'm like, this doesn't look like Hollywood. You know, this is kind of lame. Right. This, is, yeah. this is hot and gross. Uh, and I go into this warehouse and I go through all the security and it's kind of weird. There's all these like robots and like eyes hanging out. It kind of looks like the land of misfit toys. And it turned out that it was uh, uh, Disney's Imagineering and they were making uh-huh. Epcot movies there. And so I, my very first job, I was working on a three panel, 70 millimeter surround kind of oh. panoramic project. And as you can imagine, 70 millimeter films like about this thick yeah. and, uh, and heavy. So my job was I would take that film from that location to the Disney studio, to Technicolor, to Deluxe that afforded me a lot of time. And I guess if I could give any sort of experience here to anyone listening, like that was not a dream job, but I was in the middle of the film business, I was in the middle of Hollywood, and I started walking the hallways at Disney, befriended a couple producers who were bored probably (laughs) at that time in their bungalows. And and, and one thing led to another, and one of them literally slid a post-it note across the table and said, call this number. That That happened to be Oliver Stone's production company. Okay. Uh, they were hiring for a job called story editor, which I had no idea what that was, but sounded cool, right? I was yeah. like, that's a cool title. And uh and I got the job and that kind of wow. set everything in motion. That's Whoa. insane. Wow. Yeah. What was it about? What was it about? Um that's so cool. We can kind of pick up on your personality, super energetic. Was that have you always been like that? And did that do you think that well, actually first question, have you always been like that? Yeah, I think so. I mean, look, I mean, and I tried, I wanted to yeah. I wanted to write like these really important movies like Platoon mm-hmm. and kind of a funny story. I went to uh, school in Michigan and uh, in my class was a guy named Adam Hers, And you may or may not know who that is, but he wrote the American Pie movies. And at the time he had sold them and I was so bitter. I was like, I was like, dude's writing like teenage sex comedies, pie humping comedies. <laughs> and here I am working for Oliver and I'm trying to write these really important movies. You know, and like my whole experience was teenage sex comedy. Like I grew up in a teenage, I should have been writing. I yeah. probably, and, and anyways, I spun out of that and I, I wrote a bunch of comedy. I worked on a movie called um, Osmosis Jones. I worked on a bunch of comedies after that, did a bunch of comedy punch up. Uh, it was definitely a different time. Episodic did not rule. Features ruled and it was a good time. Uh, and I, I was just having a lot of fun. But yeah, so to your point, like I was much more successful than writing comedy and letting my personality shine yeah. than trying to have fake angst or fake importance that I just didn't have in my experience. Wow. That's so cool. I love I, it. I love that story. That's insane. I mean, you kind of like, it's, it's kind of like Disney, so it's kind of cool. Yeah, I'm a big Disney person. I just think it's cool. Like you worked your way into the whole, like the yeah. whole industry and then 
you know, one little post note changed it all. So how yeah. did how did Wild Story come? Yeah. Well, what happened? Yeah. There? So you know, I had I was working in the movie business. I I knew I I knew I wasn't going to live in L.A. You know, the uh, the sun kissed dream of L.A. had okay. worn off on me. It was really a great place to be for a while. But I grew up in Detroit. I had been coming to Colorado to snowboard to get outside. That had always been like more core to me even than um, than movies. And so I came here after. I'd gotten married to take a break and uh, my wife and I rented a house in Boulder. I was writing some cartoons for Warner brothers spinoff of uh, osmosis Jones. And I bumped, there's something crazy going on. Right. And it, it was this totally entrepreneurial startup scene here in Boulder. And it was bonkers. Like I was like, who are these people? Like, and it was kind of before it was like all these like stupid companies that are just like, that yeah. don't do anything. <laughs> like they were like actually kind of like like older startups that were like actually doing things, and it was really cool. And uh, and I was like, oh my gosh, like this these are the people that that like I think are cool. These are the stories I want to tell. And so two things were happening at that time. I had fallen in. I had started a tech company. It was kind of a arbitrage business of communication services. We were selling audio conferencing, web conferencing before it was virtually free uh, to small businesses. And I was really good at the the marketing and the branding of that business. Also in concert, people kept coming up to me and saying, hey, you worked, and I knew you worked in the movie business. And by the way, like, I wasn't like kind of riding on a white horse from that one. I was like, yeah, I mean, I kind of left that. I, you know, I didn't see it as like a monster success because I left it and to do something else. And, but they're like, you work there, we help us tell our story. And I was like, yes, I will help you tell your story. And then right. both of us would end up super unhappy because neither of us <laughs> knew what that meant. Right. Mm -hmm. Like everyone comes is like, like it could have been a video. It could have been social media. It could have been a keynote, you know, but over time and we're fast forwarding sev several years, what I realized that when you tell a story in business, it's amalgamation of a lot of things. Yeah. Certainly there's some traditional story structure and things like that, but there's a lot of things going on there. And that's the foundation of brand and brand strategy. Mm -hmm. And that's what sets up that story for success. You, if you don't have that, then it makes it really hard to do the execution. And so that's how Wild Story came about. I was developing it um, while I had that other business because I had gotten that to a really good point. I ultimately sold that. That turned out to be a really great, great experience. And, wow. and now I'm just really passionate about helping, you know, brands, you know, outmaneuver their competition by being who they are, you know, and I'm fortunate. I live in Boulder. So who do I work with? I work with all these cool like lifestyle and outdoor companies. It's pretty easy for them to pick their uh, purpose of like a better purpose. You know, yeah. it's, it's not very hard when I go into a room and, and work with them. That's oh, sweet. Man. That what a good so spot cool. to be at too. Like you probably totally. work with a lot of companies that you align with. And support. Yep. And I think they probably align with you, right. which I think is why they probably choose to work with you. You're not some stuck up black tie person. Uh, you are, you are you. And I think they relate to that, especially some of the brands that you've listed in the one sheet. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's 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 been great and always yeah. looking to stretch ourselves and do more. I mean, right now I'm super fascinated. I'm very early in my journey of really studying uh, conscious capitalism and what that really means. And then how do we like, like how do we actually really make that something mm -hmm. that's, that's uh, financially uh, beneficial, but also part of your brand in an authentic way? Because I think too often people are, you know, running out and trying to do those things as a checkbox versus like what's core right. to the business. That's sweet. It's very cool. Conscious capitalism. Yeah. I was, yeah, that's sweet that you're like reading up on that. And I read an article and watched a cool video. Anyways, hmm. we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Let's <laughs> it, check it out. It's definitely what we align. That's with. part two episode part two. Yeah. Yeah. That's part two a little. Um, 
So the dirty content secret. So what are we not knowing? What are are people not hearing? Mm. And and are we really having to pay to play these days? What's what's up with that? Yeah, I I think so. And and I'll cut right to the chase. Now, when I say pay to play, I don't mean that you necessarily need to pay to advertise or pay to grow. But sometimes that does help depending on your goals. But Mm -hmm. What, what I think I'm seeing is, is a lot of there's a lot of people out there, a lot of influencers out there saying, hey, create a bunch of content, create right. this podcast, um, get out there, be a thought leader. All great advice. But I think no one's telling you that there's cost to that. Yeah. There's soft costs in your time, right, which could either be a soft or a hard cost. Then there's a ton of other costs. I don't know what you guys do on your podcast, but you know, for me on mine, I've got editorial costs. I have people on my team that I pay to distribute because there's no way I can do it. You know, um, over the pandemic, I kind of ran an experiment and I was like, you know what? Oh, oh by the way, this is a little inside, little inside baseball on me. I, I, I got to like, I, secretly, I want to be like a really cool YouTuber. Okay. Okay. Sign me up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, well, you know, you know, you know, subscribe here, ding, ding, ding. And, you know, yeah, just yeah, don't do all the yeah, stuff, right. but like, uh, and I kind of like to record. I can't stand to edit. I can't stand to publish yeah. and distribute. Yep. So my YouTube career has gone nowhere. But what I have found is that, um, you know, my core background is in writing and I discovered that carousels and Instagram are this amazing little, what I call business poetry for writing. And I can, you know, I can share my thoughts. It's a really great yeah. uh, platform for me to educate. But for me to stay on a consistent cadence of it every day, every other day, even every three days, put out these carousels, it's like, I can't do that. And I'll, you know, and, and, and if anyone is like doing that, they're either a cyborg that doesn't need to sleep <laughs> or, you know, and there are some of those, yeah. um, or, you know, they're not being honest. So, you know, I had, to, I have to employ a designer that, yep. you know, I write all that stuff. I have, we have a workflow, we have people to do that. And so sure. I think that creating content and thought leadership and building your brand that way is one of the single greatest investments you can make. But, and we can talk about this further, but the punchline is you got to pay to play, like it's going to cost. And so then you need to start to think about if I'm going to pay for this, what do I want it to do and where can I be successful? And the third one is I say, so the YouTube's a great, great example. I can be very successful at YouTube, but I can't show up there consistently. I mean, theoretically I can be successful, but in reality I can't. So I pick Instagram, which may, you know, even be second or third tier on my list, but at least I can show up there. It's a good platform for me and I can show up regularly and build an audience. And I think that that's way better than picking something like that's a better channel that you can't show up at. You can't perform. You can't get your content out. Totally agree. Yeah. What do you guys think about all that? I mean, like, I I just feel like it costs a lot, right? And in terms of energy, time, dollars. You know, every time we, every time, like, we get like these waves of like getting motivated about the podcast mm-hmm. and our personal mm-hmm. brand and they like ride the roller coaster we're consistent and then just like nosedive because you got other shit going on you got like yeah. real life business real life going on like all this other crap and uh but the second we like we're like okay let's just actually invest some money and some real time into this get the right people in place get the right services it's like there it was yeah <laughs> like, yeah all right yeah you know? i think paying for anything is motivating if you're, if you're taking and putting money towards a service, it motivates you to to uh, be accountable to them, be accountable to the dollars that you're putting out. I think that I think it's important to pay for services. I don't think they should do it for 100%. free. I don't think you should just do it based on your time. I think you mm-hmm. should pay 
because if you pay, you're going to be accountable to that dollar. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And you know, I think there's also just a opportunity cost of you know where we as entrepreneurs, as business owners, as mm -hmm. thought leaders start to spread ourselves thin. You know, you can only do totally. so much, especially by yourself. And you know, I love like YouTube and podcasts because I feel like that content can be chopped, can be turned into micro content. But again, I've had I have people that do that uh, and help me with that because otherwise that would be my full time job. And right. you know, right now that's just I, I can't do that as a full time job. I think go ahead, go ahead. I think part of it too for people like <clears throat> that are in the content creation brand story like aspect of it I think it's a great outlet for mm -hmm. us to actually be able to like express right because all day long we're talking brand we're talking video whatever it may be but when you can actually express yourself about yeah. like I don't know it's it's fun for us too like we really enjoy it and it's the opportunity of being able to do it is also a way to how am I trying about this there's there's ROI on like personal like like self improvement as well with this if that if that making sense like oh 100 percent you're building tons of skills right. you know like interviewing people you know listening which is right. you know big big skill Not you, even know, think, you know thinking but you also get to work out different ideas have different conversations right. yeah I mean I, yeah. I, I think there's a lot don't get me wrong there's a lot of awesome things and I do it um, and and so I'm by no means dissuading us anyone from doing it yeah. but i just want people to be aware that like you know there's a cost to it yep i think another big takeaway for the audience from what you said as well is paying to play you're putting those people that you're paying in a seat that they're really good at like you like you said you're you're good at writing but you're horrible at editing mm -hmm. let you do what you're good at put um put that task in their hands and then everybody's going to be happier and it's going to be a lot more efficient yeah, yeah the distribution yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I i dislike that very much yeah yeah i know what you mean I'm, so, so I'm the I, same way i do want to pick your brain a little bit um about you know i know you have a story about building your instagram following from like 500 to almost twenty thousand in yeah. like a short amount of time Did i do on that because I'm, I'm i'm guessing it kind of has to do with with the, with like what we're talking about right yeah it does it does and so yeah i mean it was during the pandemic i started experiment with instagram experiment with these carousels i had always thought that instagram is where i put my food and vacation pictures and things like that yeah. so the first step i made was like hey at mark gutman which is my instagram is gonna become business and i was terrified i was like oh man all my friends and family are gonna think i'm a total goober they're gonna think i'm just like using this like platform <laughs> and like like i'm just a jerk and all yeah. that <laughs> had all this head trash about that but once i got past that but it was a big one i mean it, now i laugh about it but at the time it was there was yeah. a lot of anguish a lot of a lot of thought there and i just started writing you know my process because to you mentioned this but my strong suit is writing i can open up a google doc and i can go one two three four five six seven eight nine ten which is how many carousel slides you're allowed and just create i can just write that and i can write my thoughts and i can turn a book thought into that and oh, you know right. and so uh, that's what I do now just as, as part of my process is I keep an open Google Doc and I just like, if you guys say something interesting, I'll, I'll, I'll just jot it down for later. Yeah. Like, maybe maybe that's something I can explore. Um, and and then I just started publishing. And there's a lot of things you can do to enhance your Instagram. And by no means, um, you know, am I not an expert, but I, I educated myself and, and, and my team. We got really clear on uh, hashtags and how just all the things we could do to optimize our posts and in cadence and you know going out to other influencers and asking them if we could do a guest post I and mean, there's all these like little things and yeah. i think as i'm talking what 
the moral of the story is just to, to jump right to it is there was a lot of intentionality to it. You hmm. know, there, there, there was a lot of like, I'm going to try to really lean into this. I'm going to grow this thing. I talk a lot about what we do a lot of times as business owners, as entrepreneurs, So we start a project, let's use Instagram as an example. And then they're like, Oh wait, TikTok. Mm-hmm. And we leave that and we go and we, right. And then we oh, TikTok, oh, wait, yep. people are on LinkedIn are being awesome. You know, yeah. and then what, what do we have? We end up with like a bunch of half built bridges. Oh, and yeah. so, and no great following on Instagram, TikTok, mm-hmm. or LinkedIn. Yep. So I was really intentional about building that complete bridge to, to Instagram, to really getting good at it, to really figuring it out. And then lo and behold, that bridge came back and started to fuel a whole new life on LinkedIn. Because what I would do is export those carousels into a PDF upload them to LinkedIn. They actually are way more interesting on LinkedIn because people aren't doing carousels because it's not as a visual of a medium. I would do what everyone tells you not to do. I would completely copy the same caption and put it in LinkedIn and I would get way more engagement on LinkedIn. And then I started doing that. And then I started, you know, all the while leads are, are, are are trickling, right? It's not like a floodgate or anything. I'm like everybody else, but I'm getting some, some leads and some business. And then, you know, then I start getting request to start speaking and start coming, you know, to do live workshops and and things like that. So that's kind of the way it all worked, but like, it definitely was intentional. It definitely was, I I put a lot of energy into it. And for a little bit, it kind of was my full-time job. And I'm, I don't know how I would have done that if I wouldn't have dedicated that kind of Hmm. energy into it. That's sweet. I love that. So it was like, it was like intentional, it being an influencer, but not at the same time, right? It was like, let's mm-hmm. test this to see what happens. And then you kind of start finding those little spots that were like, okay, this is working. Let me test it on LinkedIn. Oh, snap. That's where it's at. Like, that's cool. That is really cool. What yeah, a great- I don't know about you. No, I'm sorry. And I don't know about you all, but I'm not like really good at like, if someone gives me a bunch of keywords or research things to write about and says, this is what people want. Like, that's just not the way I'm wired. I wish I was because yeah. I-, I admire people that are like that. But so to your point earlier, it was just this amazing also ability of self-exploration, a way to test things out, a way to right. test ideas out that were very like bite-sized. Oh, oh, and by the way, now all those carousels at some point will probably become a book, at least my best ones, right? Well, yeah. Then, then be put into like a really quick bite-sized book for, right. for branders and things like that. That's cool. Wow. Wow. That's really cool. I love hearing that. So, so when you're working with clients, what are kind of, what's the big... What's the big ask usually lately? Mm-hmm. Like, what is it that you're hearing a lot from in terms of like building brand and building story? Mm, yeah, I mean, a lot of people, well, there's two big asks. And, and the first one's kind of typical. It, it really comes in sort of this tactical ask. It's mm-hmm. like, hey, we need a new website. We need a brand film. We need a logo, something. And right. our social media stinks, right? Like all these kind of like, Thing, they're things that aren't working for them in their marketing. And a lot of times, you know, the conversation for us is like, let's look at why or what you're trying to accomplish. More often than not, I mean, because it's not always that hard to put good marketing execution into place. There's a lot of talent out there, a right. lot of knowledge. So more often than not, it, it turns out that there's like a, a fundamental brand problem somewhere that they they don't know who they are. They're, they don't believe in what they're talking about. They haven't differentiated themselves. Thereby, they don't know how to communicate to that target customer in that executable 
brand film website, what have you. So, so that's a big one. And then funny enough, I mean, more and more, I just keep hearing everyone keeps saying, Hey, we need to tell our story better. Yeah. You know, but again, a big part of my mission, a big part of what we do is we, we really start from the beginning. We start to educate people. Well, this is what telling your story well and correctly looks like. And it's not like a one and done. It's not just go hire a film crew. It's like, let's build a brand from the ground up. So you have a platform so that mm -hmm. you can go out and tell that story right. and do it in a way that's going to, what, what? It's going to like sell your, your, your stuff. Yeah. Right. Because at the end of the day, all this brand strategy stuff does have to be about selling. It has to be about, it has to be authentic. It has to be about, you know, uh it has to come from the heart but we're here most of the brands i work with are not dot orgs mm -hmm. right i am not wildstory.org i am wildstory.com yeah. yep. and uh we're here to sell stuff and so right. we want to make sure uh that we're doing that for them and that really starts yeah. with a really strong and sound totally. brand strategy yeah and i think i think you're in a perfect spot in today's ecosystem um consumers want to shop for brands that they trust and have transparency into the brand and transparency is a story. And if you can tell that story, it leads to more ROI, more sales, and then more customer loyalty. I mean, we talk about that every single day, especially when we do brand documentaries and about us videos. Like, that's what we're doing. We're yeah. telling the story. We're getting deep into the company, the how, the why behind the company. And it all relates back to telling the story and creating yeah, that. I mean credibility when a business invests in their brand it's like definitely a long-term approach but yeah. that's how you're going to be able to become an evergreen brand over mm -hmm. time mm -hmm. you can't just be a product or a yeah. service that has no story behind it you have to look at the yeah. trajectory right totally yeah. i love that i love and eli you really hit on it with like this idea of transparency i think people like get scared mm -hmm. when you tell them like hey it's about transparency because they think oh you're just gonna have this complete view into their brand and yeah and and i don't think that's what you meant i mean that's not how i mean it but you can you could certainly counter me but i think what it for me what that means is hey you're gonna do what you say you're gonna do for example if you have your values and you're like hey we value people above all else well now it's your actions you have to show that you exactly. can't just say that you know yep. and, that, and that's being transparent exactly that's exactly right couldn't have said it any better and i'm uh, i'm waiting to see it in the instagram carousel uh tonight so <laughs> uh, yeah uh, Cool, oh, man. Cool. So, so as we wrap this up, if there was one uh, message that you're hoping that our listeners can kind of take away from that, man, you know what that Mark Gutman guy said? He said, Boom. what is it? Yeah, I would say that brand is all about selling stuff and, and, and building higher perceived value for your business. And, and, and if you get that, you got it. That's the message. Yeah. Love it, man. And uh, if people wanted to kind of follow you, learn more about Wild Story, maybe about you and, mm -hmm. and kind of the stuff you're sharing on your Instagram and LinkedIn, where would they find that? That's great. I made it really easy. Uh, you can just go to wildstory.com slash good stuff. Go get Ooh. all the good stuff. So I've got uh, links to the Instagram, links to the pod, uh, free three-minute health audit. Shoot me an email. Contact me. LinkedIn's on there. So all the socials. So yeah, one easy place, wildstory.com slash good stuff. Good stuff. Amazing. I love that. That's awesome. Well, Mark, thanks so much for jumping on yes. the podcast, man. And I think there's a lot more you know people can learn. But uh, hopefully, we can totally. do a follow up podcast down the road. Follow up podcast. Um, definitely hope two. everyone checks you out. All right, awesome. A follow up pod. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, if I remember, it's awesome, and we're, we're super stoked to be here. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Kyle. Thanks, Eli. Really.
If you haven't yet, please subscribe to the Biz Bros Podcast. We appreciate you listening. Make sure to go check out Mark at wildstory.com. And if you haven't yet, subscribe to our podcast. Anywhere that you can find podcasts, listen to. Just type in Biz Bros Podcast. You'll find us. We'll talk in the next Biz Bros Podcast. See you guys. Cool, man. Thanks, Mark. Awesome conversation. Really appreciate your time. Oh, you guys are fun, man. I like your format. It's good. Yeah, cool. We just kind of just yeah, we enjoy it. We enjoy. <laughs> yep. No, you guys are good. I'm on. A, I'm on a bunch of these, and uh, you guys are really fun. So Thanks, cool. Man, appreciate- go. Yeah, yeah like- we're over stress about starting a podcast. It's like yeah. the last thing you need to do. So yep. Just have fun with it. Totally. Yeah, you're doing great. It's sweet. I love it. Just cool. Trying to be brilliant. Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> that's all we try to do, right? We're just, just do our best. Oh, well, well awesome. cool, man. We'll uh, we'll we'll package up a media kit once yep. it kind of starts to get closer to being live, and we'll keep in touch with you. Sweet, I'll push it out, and uh, just thanks for having me on the Biz Bros. You guys are awesome. Thanks, Mark. We'll keep thanks, in touch. Right. Later. Bye. Bye.